Hello, neighbors. This is Daniel. This is Katie. Welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. Podcast. How is everybody? Good. Good. We're doing very well as well. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Gochujar. I'm gonna say it up front before I forget. <laughs> we have sourced Modori. I think you've seen it in our latest YouTube video. It's the Modori Sodam cookware set, and these were ultra popular. Still is. Like if you just open up Instagram, you'll just keep seeing ads for this. Uh, I think at one point they were selling three thousand uh, a day. Um, but we've been trying to source them uh, for about a year. It's because a lot of people would email us separately and like, can you please source uh, Modori? We want to buy it. And they finally gave us rights to sell to the US, yeah. North America, Europe. I think they're taking control of Singapore, Hong Kong, and Taiwan. But anywhere else, uh, we we're able to ship. So I didn't ex even explain what the product is. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Modori <laughs> is like a cookware set. It's nonstick, two pots and one pan. Or is it the reverse? Either way, you get three. It's uh, five layers of nonstick. Uh, it's stackable. That's so, the great thing. Yeah, that's something that we really like. If you open up our cabinets, you have to have insurance because more often than not, a pan <laughs> is going to come down and hit you on the head. <laughs> My day has been ruined multiple times because it's a nice uh, 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 balancing act that's going on at nighttime. I like to have fun with it. There's a little circus going on in our cabinets. The dishes balance themselves out, and in the morning, they like to... Uh, Take a break and fall. <laughs> um, but anyway, these are stackable. So, but no major injuries yet. Yeah. And part of the reason why they're stackable is that the handle is detachable. Oh, so, yeah. That's great. Right. You don't have to like lean one pad over to fit it in. Mm. Um, and they also look really nice. So I think Koreans really like products that look beautiful. So they're white. Uh, at one point, I think like most Korean YouTubers were using Moldori. I think still... Some are right now. I'm, I really mm. like it. Haven't seen any real big faults with it. I think the only thing that you have to get used to is that since it is a detachable handle, they say don't keep it on the pan or pot for too long. Yeah. You don't want to cook with it on because the underside could get burnt or you don't want to use like a, a very high flame because the flame will uh, kind of reach over the pot and then it might burn the underside of the detachable handle. But yeah, moduri on gochjar.com. And then we have a very a few exciting products lined up oh, for no, I, next week. Yeah, I think this is enough ads. I think we gotta. I will save that one for next week. <laughs> okay. We got so many right now. We're really excited about the lineup for Butch yeah. Jar. It's like a little sports team. So first thing that we want to talk about, we're having a very interesting top uh, a, a discussion uh, the last few days about just the different different expectations about marriage and independence. A little bit more specific is how long do your parents, are they supposed to support the children? Yeah. Right. And this topic came about because one of Katie's co-workers, they were made like this comment, which I heard when you were doing the, what's like it called? Like a call? The, like a call. And they were just saying like lightheartedly like, ah, you know, I need to make a lot of money because once my daughters turned the age no, of No, it's the sons because this guy has uh, two sons oh, and sorry. he feels a lot of pressure or like a lot of like a lot of stones on his shoulders because he feels like he needs to have enough money to buy them a house each when they get married later on. Yeah, and that was such a stark difference from what my dad or my parents have told me. Right? Yeah, but this is like I'm not surprised because this is a very traditional Korean kind of culture that um, typically your parents will like source financially source your wedding as well as your house yeah they, for you to live in as a couple yeah they will finance you all the way up to that point yeah yeah that statement kind of made me like pause for a second and i was like i don't know if that's i i, I yeah i just it, it's it was just so it's just so different from my world view and i was just thinking doesn't that delay the independence or the independent mindset of, 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 of children? And the thing is, it's not like you just said, it's like a old tradition way, but this old tradition way has carried down because one of my friends, when we were over at their place, they were also talking about like, yeah, you know, I would like to have enough money because I need, you know, I would like to finance my 
my children's house and like i want to get them a nice house too right yeah. so that's that's it, in their psyche ve- but it's very understandable too because you they, want to do the best for your children but i guess the western mindset is very very different i still remember what my dad told me when i was in college he said like enjoy it while you're in college <laughs> enjoy this freedom i'm not going to give you the burden of having to pay for your own college yeah but he said the day that you graduate yeah celebrate but you're on your own not a single dollar Mm. not a single dollar and because at points during this wedding my parents turned so traditional like we'll talk about it later but we were talking about having without an officiate without a chude Mm. chudesa my parents like oh why why you don't want to have a chudesa um uh you know officiate your wedding um Anyway, we'll d- uh, dive into that later. But at times, I feel like my parents are very traditional. But then, on some of the core values <laughs> that that should that they should also have, which should benefit <laughs> me, they don't have it. They took on the <laughs> they took on the American ideals. Um, they take sides. Yeah, they took. It was like a nice buffet. <laughs> like they just took what they liked. Um, but but remember, also yesterday, your uncle called you. Yeah, and then he was asking, like, about your wedding, where it's gonna be. Yeah, and then he was like surprised that y- your parents were not helping you financially with your wedding. Yeah, somehow it came up to the like, how are you financing? And I was like, I, he was coming from a good space, just like you know, like, I, man, I, I hope you're not getting such an expensive thing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I hope you're, you know, not and like burdened. Cost. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm all right. And he's like, well, how much are your parents helping? I was like, well, zero. I'm mm. financing everything. And he was like, what? What's your dad going to do with all that money? Oh, yeah, that was such an <laughs> interesting line yeah, of thinking. Yeah, he was like how perplexed I was when I heard your Tim Jong talking about that. Yeah. He was perplexed that I was saying I'm financing my own because yeah. I think the general expectation in Korea, even for the kids, like we saying, because it's ingrained in culture, is that your parents pay for it. Yeah. But by the way, our wedding is nowhere close to being extravagant. It might it might like sound like that, <laughs> but our wedding is like very very average cost. We're we're not going anything beyond like <laughs> what's needed. But still, like the fact that we are not getting financial help from our parents is kind of like surprises some of like people around us. Yeah, and the idea of a yawe, which means outdoor wedding. seems so extravagant because no one usually does that. but if you actually get to the bottom of it it's it's not and in some ways you can save quite a lot of money yeah uh, compared to having like a hotel wedding yeah hotel which is like a very common way of getting wed in korea well it's not common but it's the more premium end that's what premium is yeah like the average person is not going to like five-star hotels and doing weddings right mm. they're doing at wedding halls and banquets. yeah wedding halls yeah the wedding halls yeah but anyway yeah just going back to this thought of that like the young kids in korea they just expect their parents to pay for their wedding and then finance their first house and i was just couldn't help but think that's probably why korea's marriage age is so late and I mean, just think about the changing in thinking that you would have. Number one, if your parents are not well off or in financial trouble, yet you have this expectation, the natural thinking would be that, oh, right now, like my hyungpyong or my just my financial situation, it, it doesn't allow me to really consider marrying. Yeah, but this is so true. This is actually one major reason why people, a lot of young people are like delaying their wedding and marriage. And of course, like we in our like 20s and 30s are nowhere like rich enough to finance a house or, you know. Yeah. But I guess why I'm bringing that up is that it is possible because we're doing it. Yeah, but we don't have a house. A wedding, it's possible, but it's also, it's a combo. It's the wedding is not the end. You also need to have a house. Yeah, but the but the house you can, yeah, it gets tricky because of the loan rates are kept down right now. Yeah, and a really really traditional way of doing it would be that a guy will f- somehow ha- will own a house, and then the girl's family will finance all the 
furnitures and things you need for the new house. Yeah. That'll be like trad- traditional, like give and take. Yeah. The reason I brought this up was not to just kind of trot on about like how expensive weddings and moving on to this chapter two of your life is. It was just more about the fact that that psyche exists, which I wasn't really aware of. And we're really going against the norm. We see that because we're in the process of this and we're bumping against things that are traditions. Yeah. um, Like in these little discussions. And I guess it's a testament towards us if we're able to finance it and kind of make our own path. But for me, it wasn't... The real strategic reason about paying for our own wedding was I didn't want my parents' expectation or your parents' expectation to complicate the process. Yeah. If our parents fund it, I know they would want to have a say in where it's held, in perhaps what the ceremony is going to be. Yeah. Like like how it's run. How it's run. So many different things they could intervene. Right, because they're paying for it. So, of course, they want to say it. If they fund your house, of course, when you go to sell it or you want to make a financial position, it becomes a family decision Yeah, because you're not backing it. So, I could see why in Korea, when when people say like, oh, family is really important, it's because Koreans usually lack this like real real independent thinking or this like to cut the belly cord and to live independently. Right. If your parents finance your house, all future decisions on that house is going to be a weighted decision with your parents. Right. So if your relationship with your in-laws are bad or this or that from the beginning, it just makes everything very hard. Right. Yeah. So I actually don't know anybody in my circle who owns a house and also financed financed it themselves without the help of their parents. Yeah, I mean, either. Everybody has done it with uh, the help of their parents. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the average price of a... But it's almost impossible not to. And if your parents can help, why not? There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah. But of course, there are other like implications that you said. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in my case, uh, my parents are not in a position to help financially. uh, So I didn't have much choice. The average price for a home is around close to a million now. Yeah. In Seoul, it's like 800, starting at 800,000. Pyongyun, and yeah. Parak, right? Yeah. So, of course, nobody who is marrying in their 30s, who, who of course. Yeah, would have the capital to do that. So, it makes sense that your parents help finance. Um, or you just delay purchasing a home and you just rent for a longer time. And, well, even if you rent for a long time, that. Which, which is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't guarantee that you would own own the apartment even after like forty years of working. Yeah, you'd have to do some good investments. And but yeah, you were just saying an uh, important thing about like there's nothing wrong with getting help, and I completely agree. But do you know what? If my parents can help, I, I'm gonna <laughs> open. I'm gonna welcome it with open arms. So then that question That's comes. That's a privilege. Then that that question comes back to me, right? Yeah. My parents are in a position where they could help me. Yeah. They could fund it. They could help. They were willing to, too. Yeah. But I purposely said no. refused. Also for Perio, for you, too. You know that, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You know that, right? I never said that explicitly, but out of consideration for you, I just decided to cut my family out of funding this so that we can do it together and you don't feel this burden of... Well, my family's not. Yeah, there's going to be a comparison game. Yeah, so yeah. So I just cut it from the That's very beginning. thoughtful of you. Yes. I, well, I'm glad, <laughs> you, I'm glad that you know. You wanted to say that. This is kind of like a therapy session for us. <laughs> Things that we never say. Uh, it, it seems like it comes out on the mic. I, I want to say one more thing about that because I was thinking in my head was like, what are this? What is the downside of having such... Because my, my, my dad valued this independence so much. Because if I look at the way that my dad grew up, he was the fifth in line out of eight brothers, no women. And all of them were very competitive with each other. And so they didn't help each other. And my dad really had this like, and still does, has this chip on his shoulder that no one in his family helped him. But he went to America and he's like a self-made businessman. 
And so he values independence and making it on your own. That's one of his like values that he respects the most. And so he's been teaching this to me or he's been influenced me since I was a very young kid to have these values, right? And I think out of wanting like, um, I want my dad to respect me and I want my dad to think that I'm doing well and to think highly of me. I also took that on to myself as well. Ever since I was young, that I have to do everything by myself. Yeah. And so I was telling you, I never really ask anybody for help. Yeah, you were saying that when you were first um, leaving America yeah. um, to Korea. Yeah. Like your parents had a big fight oh, about that's like right. one wanting to help you and yeah. the other like refusing to help. Yeah. So I think in the previous uh, um, podcast, I started to say that like as I'm getting older, I'm getting to know myself better. Because I ask myself, why I, why am I the way that I am? And I could see that I'm starting to link stuff. It's interesting. You know, this is one of the points where I, I, I started to make connections. But like you said, when I was coming to Korea, after I knew I had to go to the military and stuff, I have family here. My dad has family in Seoul. But he told me privately, like, I expect you. And he always liked it. You majored in business. You went to a great school. You should be able to double your worth triple your worth in anywhere in God's given land. If you're a true businessman, like he knows how my brain works, so he poses it as a challenge. Yeah. If you're truly a good business person, you should be able to make money and then also make a lot of it anywhere you get dropped off. Yeah. And I took it as a challenge, right? And so my mom got pissed because, or I remember they had a big fight because my mom was like, why are you making life artificially hard for him? When he has support, yeah. When he has support in his, and so we have family. You could stay there. They could help you get a nice studio. Yeah. Instead of you, remember? So remember when I first came here, I told the stories about me like accidentally renting like a, a week or two weeks in a love hotel because <laughs> I didn't know the grounds, right? Yeah. So my mom's position is like, you don't have to live. If you have the network, you don't need to make things difficult. Make things artificially hard just for the sake of proving to yourself yeah. that you're self-made. Yeah, right? and I'm I'm also also with her on that point too. Yeah. So uh, now I I I I'll say things that I probably never said to you. So sometimes you ask me like why don't I just ask my dad to help us uh fund our to get our our place that or a new apartment? Like that, that's going to be like ranging like eight or nine or 10 or sorry, like pot of shibak in the million dollars, right? If we go somewhere new, like with the space in here, that's going to be the average cost, right? Yeah. So why not ask for my dad to help fund, right? This if like help, yeah, not help. like completely source it, right? But I have almost a visceral response no. <laughs> yeah. And the reason is because. The moment I ask for my dad for help, in my mind, in my current mind, yeah. I become less of a, I become less in my mind to my dad. I want to prove to Are my- Are you in like a competition? No, no, no. It's, it, it's, it's not a competition. I mean, it's a very like, a, I don't know. You want to prove yourself. I want to prove my worth to my dad who has made it himself i want to prove to him too that hey i'm in korea and trust me within five years i'm also will be able to purchase this well real estate which we're very close to something <laughs> is working right so that's why i never asked my dad for help and sorry go ahead i mean you can, yeah, you can respond to that but I don't know if that's the right way. I think the real smart business person would get help from anyone they can to make their goals happen quickly. So, but there's pros and cons. So if, for example, I was always used to just knowing and leveraging support from others and that's my default way of thinking, I probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have put in the work or the investments to have my capital to even make, even consider buying an apartment right now, right? Yeah. Because I would have never done the legwork or have thought about investments, about strategies, about this. My mind is always racing, right? Yeah. Because my dad has told me or taught me that no one's going to help me in life 
except yourself. Why? That's how my dad grew up. And he pushed that reality onto me. But I'm realizing more and more that that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. But I've made it the case because my goals are so high now. The things that I want to get are so high that even if I ask others around me, they wouldn't even have the money to help me to get where I am now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or am yeah. I just, or am I just, or have I lost you? Yeah, even though I asked you that question regarding yeah. your dad, I'm really happy that we, that we went down the other track yeah. and um, yeah, making it on our own. Oh, you mean the... Like, like trying to? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, because I think that's that's like how I was like raised and educated too. Yeah. Um, and I, I always wanted to be and thought that I should be completely independent like financially and yeah. also like like yeah mostly financially yeah once i become an adult yeah and uh that's how i have been too so i think our like line of thinking and yeah. values are very much in our line. values are very much aligned katie yeah like you're very much on this adventure with me and you've seen we've done the hard work um to build uh you know, businesses to build projects and you enjoy the work uh, yeah, very do. much so. And it's your work ethic is there. And that part, we're so closely aligned. And I think that, you know, it, it works um, very well. Yeah. Like, thank God that that's the case. We're both, <laughs> in my opinion, we're both, I would say, middle class or upper middle class. How we lived our life. Yeah. The experiences, right? We yeah. both lived abroad slash studied abroad yeah. um, we don't come from wealth money has always been probably a a limited resource it's yeah, not it something that we like abundant it has never been something that's abundant and so yeah there's yeah. been a lot of up, ups and downs um with money there's yeah, been times here. when same here we enjoyed like um, good times with money but there's been times when it's been really really bad like rock bottom and uh, struggled, struggling a lot yeah. because of money. Actually, to be more exact, I think my family experience was lower middle class going to high middle class. Us too, actually. Yeah. We've seen the lows of like almost going to bankruptcy and like losing everything to then making things work and then seeing like that range of emotions. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm happy with being middle class. I'm actually scared w if some of our investments turn us really wealthy. <laughs> yeah, these are some very honest <laughs> thinking. Like, I've never really said this stuff, but, you know, I've never... Are you okay to say that? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, 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 this might sound really strange, but I never wanted to win the lottery because it comes back down to this thing where I wanted to prove myself and I never wanted to, like, as a business person, I wanted to, like, make money... How do I say it? Like, uh, I never wanted to get quote on like random lucky, right? I wanted to be able to, I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 I know. I know with you on that, but I'm not that extreme. I would gladly accept it if I win a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what it is? Is sometimes like we have some investments that are growing like really well and. I sometimes ask myself, like, this doesn't feel right because, like, I always thought that my wealth would, would come from me scaling a business and selling it off and, and seeing like that. But sometimes these strategic investments from a long time ago, they're just compounding so much. And that's just not, it doesn't seem like hard work. And so now I'm starting to see it at this it's age. It's hard work. It's not hard work, but it was very right judgment. Good ju a judgment. Yes. yes, yes. And at this age, I'm tr starting to see the difference between judgment and hard work. And in this like economies of like infinite leverage, right? You heard that key term a lot, right? Yeah. Where you know, tech, where technology, uh, capital is abundant. Sometimes it's just the right judgments that really help you build capital or wealth. And it's detached from the long, you know, the long term, the long time ago economy where, you know, it was very manufacturing based. Time in equals time out. 
you have a high salary, you have a high interest rate where your money, if it's saved in the banks, it just makes interest and you can like see the effects of compounding interest. But now with interest rate at nearly zero for the last <laughs> close to decade, it doesn't work that way anymore. Anyway, I'll stop there. Um, but this is something, you know, I say I go out on like walks and stuff. I like my my brain just loves to like juggle these questions and I like to push my thoughts to one side or the other to see how I really feel. And should we pivot? Am I too far down my rabbit hole here? No, I think um, something that my mom says a lot is like when things are not going so well, um, she, I'm sure a lot of like Korean parents say this, like I've put in so many hours, all these years of hard work, like for them, it would be like 20, 30 years of hard work. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes when the business goes bad overnight or like things are just keeps deteriorating yeah. and then you feel like uh, they'll feel very frustrated because it's like 20, 30 years of all their work not really paying them off. Yeah. And then I feel like, yeah, I feel very bad. I like feel a lot of pity. Yeah. But I feel like, like you said, that's like... That's not the equation that's working nowadays. Yeah, the 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 forces, the macro forces of economy and and how our society works today is no longer based on uh, time equals input yeah. equals like uh, correlated output and and money. It's mm -hmm. Completely disconnected now. All right, so let's move on. Neighbors, always feel free to email us at futureneighbor at gmail .com. Send us your thoughts. Some of you guys send hilarious emails, by the way. I love those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, or leave a review on Spotify. Sorry, not Spotify. Damn it, I always mess this up. Just leave a review if you ever see it on iTunes or whatever it is, Apple's podcast. Yeah, yes, please. Now, speaking about your mom, you found... Yeah, this week I've, I've been feeling very nostalgic because um, I kind of rediscovered these... Um, like packs of emails that I've been like sending to my mom and my mom sending back to me during my high school or university days in the UK. So yeah. we actually sent a lot of emails to each other. Mm. Like, like when I saw the record, it was almost like one email every two days, something like that. So your mom was like, like a close friend to you. Yeah, she was. And I talked to her a lot. But then at that time, we didn't have Kakao or what's it called? WhatsApp. Of course. So we would, would try to like make it short and then um, try to like write to each other like what, as what, often as possible. What was the what was the email ser service? Was it? I was using Hotmail at that time. Oh, I was on Hotmail too. But, uh, so I never accessed Hotmail. But somehow this week I was like... I used to write her a lot. I wonder whether those emails are still there. Wow. And I went in and of course I can't remember the password. So I had to like reset the password and then all those emails were there. What year was this around? This is around like 2008 to 2011. 2008, 2011. Yeah. And I started opening 13 them up. 13 years from, a, from. No, it's not. It's just 10 years. Why 13? 2021. Yeah, 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 you're right. You need to go back to school, Katie. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, I just started opening up random emails that my mom sent me where we communicated to each other. There was my, my, the way I wrote to my mom is just so ridiculous. It's so childish. And it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's like so mundane stuff. And then I'm like always finishing the sentences. Oh, na iman kaya denda, papuda, buying. Every every email, I was like, buying. <laughs> this was when you were in high school. No, at uni. Oh, at university. Yeah, oh, wow. and then in the meanwhile, like the response I get from my mom is always so like deep, and I didn't know at that time, but now I'm reading it. It's so deep, thoughtful, and very like compact, very caring. Yeah, I read some of them, and your mom is actually really, really good writer. 
Yeah, she is. She Read is. a few of these in Korean and then translate it in English, and we'll give yeah, a little taste. Yeah, some of those like phrases that she wrote were like. Really so you wrote an email that was just like na da 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 bang, and then your mom <laughs> would write one of these more yeah, deeper messages, be, right? Because I think during that time she was actually going through a f- difficult time in her business too. Yeah. So she would try to like kind of compress her feelings, and then one thing that this is the best she wrote. 시간은 누구에게나 똑같이 적용되는 게 얼마나 다행한 일인지 아무리 좋은 것도 아무리 불행한 것도 머물지 않고 흘러가는 것. That's, Translate. Damn. That's deep. That's really nice quote. That that resonated with me because Katie found this. She sent it to me on Kakao and I was like, there's no way you wrote that. She's like, my mom wrote that to me. Can so you let's, translate? It's, oh, so it's a good thing that time is the same for everybody's situation. Yeah, I'm very, very glad that time is the same for everybody. No matter how good it is or no matter how fortunate it is, it never stays there, but it flows. Oh, you already messed up the translation. I did. No matter how good your situation or how bad it is. <laughs> It keeps flowing at the same rate for everybody. Yes. And thank God that that's the case. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I, I think this quote well, quote is brilliant because it works for anybody. If you're in a really bad situation, yeah. it's a nice relief that, you know, you will, it, that will, you will have an end and it, eventually you will get over it. Yeah. But it, but vice versa, if you are in a great situation, yeah. this also reminds you to be very grateful and thankful for what you got because that will also flow. And it will also end. Yeah. So like, it, this yeah. is just one quote, but there's so many other like things that she wrote That's that I almost want to like turn this into a book and publish it on her behalf. I think you should drop another one. There was one thing she wrote about like being a woman and how she... Really? I didn't hear that one. Yeah, I I didn't write this one down, but it was something about how she grew up lacking a lot of things and she just wanted the best for me and to be independent and just go get it for as a woman. But uh, let me say another thing. Right. Oh, this kind of chimes in with what we said today. 삶이 예측하는 대로 되지 않는 것은 예전에 알고 있었지만 그 예측을 잘 판단할 수 있기에 생각해 보는 거지. Translate, please. No, I'll leave that one or two. Yeah, and, then she, and then she wrote something during... No, you should translate it. I always knew that... Um, Life doesn't go in the way you expect it to be or you predict it to be, but uh, you will still you will still try to predict or expect something because I don't know how to say it. I didn't really get it either, to be honest. That's why I told you to um, explain it. Okay, I think we need a context for this quote because it was during it was written during a time when I was really deciding if i want like i'm almost towards the end of my uni yeah and when we're really deciding do i want to stay in the uk yeah and try to like find a job there mm. at that time the job market was really bad and uh, even more difficult for a foreigner like me because yeah, the companies it, had to sponsor as we so, said in so it's podcast. very murky but you know i could still try to like you know try my luck yeah. there Versus, uh, there was already a job that I got an offer from in Korea. So to stay in London or come back to the job offer you got in Korea? Yeah. Okay. So like we have to make that decision. It was during that time. Yeah. So it's very hard to predict what's the best for me, right? Uh-huh. So, but then she's like, let's try to make a very good judgment and tr- think really hard about this because... Can you read the quote in Korean one more time? 삶이 예측하는 대로 되지 않는 것은 예전에 알고 있었지만 그 예측을 잘 판단할 수 있기에 생각해 보자. So you can try to 
So you even though you cannot predict, you can try to get close to your prediction. I think. So even though you can't predict the outcome, it's still worthwhile to yeah to comment or to pred- or to to, so. to consider deeply. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. A plus. <laughs> Interesting. So let's go deep. Why do you think that's the case? Why does that add value? If you don't know what the outcome is going to be, why is it worth thinking about? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> why? What does what what benefit does it bring? First of all, I think you can like avoid all the surprises because you have really thought hard about it. Yeah. Like the pros and cons. Yeah. And also, I think that way you also don't really have much regret or like grumbles about what happens because yeah you've you've just like thought out all those things ahead so if you thought about staying in london and potentially not getting a job or coming back to korea which which wasn't what you originally wanted to do but having a stable job let's say you think about this and you you weigh the pros and cons to each yeah at the end of the day when the decision comes down and it was coming back to Korea. Yeah. That process of having thought between the two brings you what versus not having thought about it and just being surprised by the answer. No, I think it just gives you more conviction too. Actually, this one is very difficult. I don't know. I think it's... um. It's too philosophical. <laughs> Katie's brain shutting down. Three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> Turn on K-drama. Dang, da 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 <laughs> uh, can i move on to another right, quote or okay. do you have something to add no i just wanted to play with the because it's not that obvious like what the benefit of thinking about something that you don't have anyway okay we'll move on yeah i'll yeah. ask the writer later on what her intentions were no that spoils <laughs> the fun you can't ask <laughs> no and then she wrote a few things like it's like asking the director of a movie or like for example when we watch the what is the the movie with the top that keeps spinning at the end inception whether it actually stopped or not you know the fun is trying to come up with a theory about it but the funny thing is this was written in may 7th 2011 Mm -hmm. that's like 10 years ago from now yeah my mom doesn't even remember that she wrote all these things (laughs) i bet yeah (laughs) Yeah, you told her, and what is your mom's response? About the response? first quote, I sent it to her, and she's like, there's no way that you wrote that, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, mom, you wrote it. And she's like, what? I did. Wow, this is so deep. It, even even it touches Surprise me her. even yeah. now. I think, you should, I think we should totally make a project out of this and then gift it to your mom. Yeah, I think she'll really appreciate it. Because I'm sure she forgets the depth of her thinking too. Yeah. Getting caught up with the busyness of of life. She says she used to like write a lot and like poetry too. Yeah. She's like this, her business and the need for money, (laughs) all these things basically sucked her out of that artistic mode. (laughs) So she can no longer write so deep anymore. It's a shame. I'm sure we could revitalize something. All it needs is a spark, which turns into a small campfire, which with a little bit of wind turns into a wildfire. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Sorry. What else did we have on mind? Oh, so there's one thing. Sorry, this is really random. But um, I think a few episodes ago, you asked me like what I wanted to spend money on. And I said there really wasn't. I've I've come up with something. What is it? I want to go to an F1 race. Me too. <laughs> but is is it like expensive? I don't know. I don't know what the tickets are. I'm sure we'll be able to afford it, but it just becomes it became this like um I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> I'm fascinated by F one now. Oh, me too, because of you. <laughs> I was watching the Netflix series and like just the I love the intensity of the of the situation of driving. Yeah. everything's on the line it's so political to get a seat yeah it's like um, a whole different world there i know I and there's so much things okay not only is skill involved but like you have to pit stop and if they 
if your team makes a little mistake, then you lose your spot. If it rains and you make a little bit of an understeer, you're off. Yeah. Um, so intense. It's just so intense, and I love it. There's just so much beauty in 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 fleeting moments of success. Like you're in second place, but then the guy behind you doesn't want to let you overtake. Hits your wheel a little bit, you're gone. You're gone in the last laps. It's so exciting, guys. Watch the Netflix, and there's so much drama between the teams. And like, if I see how if I see how fast the cars are going, it just goes. So if you're really there at the track, I don't know how fun it would be. Yeah, but um, wow, I would. The game goes on for like hours, right? I think it's. I forget. It's a set level of. Of kilometers that they run, so some tracks I think I forget how many laps. Like, but do they have it in Japan? No, Singapore. So in Asia, Singapore. Singapore. Only. Oh, this is the closest country that we can go to. Don't quote me. I think it's only Singapore. I, I don't know if Japan has a, a track for F one. I don't think so. Oh man, I would love to go. That's where I want to go. I'm gonna save up some money, go to F one race, and then I'm sure they're gonna have like a little um. VR machine where dummies like me can try it out. Dummies <laughs> like me. Little fanboys can uh, go try out the go-karts and uh, I'd be such a fanboy. And then go... Um... Oh, that guy is so good. Sorry, guys. I'm just really into this and I know like uh, who's the who's the guy who Hamilton? drives for... Mercedes? Lewis Hamilton. He's such a beast. I mean, like, you know how like I just talking about you there's a lot of... You know he's vegan or vegetarian. <laughs> i saw him come up on a different show oh. and then they were making him like a kimchi fried rice but in a vegan version i remember it's a shame because when i was um making a lot of business trips to finland always like the people that are me at the companies would be like oh do you know kimi, Ra- kimi raikkonen which is the finland he's an f1 driver oh uh, but He's been doing F1 for a long time and I had no interest in it. But, you know, Finland, they have a lot of track too. Like oh. they train people like in the go-karts and they have like tracks and sometimes they go like uh, driving on the ice and it's a big, motorsports is a very popular out there since Kimi Raikkonen does so well, right? Yeah, but I wish I would have took more interest to it so I could have got a little bit more exposure than just watching the races on, on Netflix. Actually, in Korea, it's not as like a popular sport. In Japan, one of the the first Japanese guy is he's a main was? driver for a, a, a team now. First I saw Japanese the guy. we saw the Vietnamese. Was it Vietnamese? No, no, no. That's he's Filipino. Oh. Um, Albin he's driving for Red Bull, but he didn't make too many good results. So I think he was booted. And Katie, mm-hmm. I want to go to the Singapore race and I want to go to the Monaco race. So apparently, the Monaco race is really fast. The track is like really fast. So the cars can go like. Oh, I have been to Monaco. Oh yeah, I remember you. Yeah, but at yeah. that time, I just have no like background knowledge about, about F one and all that. But I so I do remember seeing these uh, Ferrari cars. Yeah. On the on the street, and that they have this thing where you pay them, and then they you can actually like ride the Ferrari. I mean, you I don't think you dr- drive. I don't know if you can drive or not, but you get to like. Like sit on Ferrari and go around the island. I see. It's like one of their tour touristic things to do. Uh, it was the first time in a very long while where I was like, man, I wish I was an F1 driver. <laughs> like I wish I was something else other than other than what I'm doing. <laughs> like that doesn't happen a lot. But when I watch these F1 drivers, it just looks like the I epitome. Know, you you are ep- so absorbed into it. The epitome of cool, just like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, just the intensity. Yeah. Do you know how much joy, how much excitement you would get to like well, make a podium? For me, it looks so super dangerous too. People die from it. Yeah, it is dangerous. Yeah, even in the last episode that we watched, one guy died. And then it seems like every year somebody dies. Yeah. Well, yeah, only I, there's, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, They're trying so to make it so, more safer, so, but so dangerous. Uh-huh. So today I want to close uh, close off this podcast with one of the diaries that I wrote myself. Oh, okay. This was written in 2015, uh, March, 
March 9th. Right. It was a Monday. Uh, 2015 is actually the year that I was uh, still working at the KB Bank. So you're so in Korea see. now. So you graduated and you're back in Korea. Yeah, I'm back in Korea. And this is like my third or fourth year at the bank. Like I'm almost like had enough basically yeah you're you're burnt <laughs> out and you, you you don't like the but then it's all in korean so how are we gonna translate okay try reading in korean and then you can stop so i first. wrote this at 12.05 a.m <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is there a sensor button here somewhere <laughs> i don't know XX 팀장님과 술 먹고 취해서 들어오셨다. 그분도 오늘 연간이 스트레스를 받았을 것이다. 인격 모독에 무시해 많이 참는다. 안쓰럽고 죄송스럽다. 나라도 잘 해야겠고 주위 사람들을 더 따뜻한 마음으로 대해줘야겠다. 한번 사는 인생인데 굳이 인상 쓰며 상처 주며 서로에게 스트레치할 게 뭐가 있을까? <웃음> wow, I'm seeing tidbits of, of... A lot of compressed emotions. I know. <laughs> you want to try summarizing it in English in some ways? Yeah, so after dinner, I was still at work and uh, my team lead came back to office kind of drunk. And uh, it seems like he's very, very stressed today too. Um, getting attacked and ignored and going through a lot today. I just feel so sorry for him. He made me think that I should be nicer to him and also just care about people around me more. Uh, we only live once, but why Why just be all frowny, like hurt each other and like give scratches to each other? Why do all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, this is the time when I was like not on my sane mind. Yeah, Katie, back then you were struggling a lot with because uh, the that bank is one of Korea's largest banks, and they're very conservative and they have a very like um, almost military like hierarchy, right? It's yeah. following traditional corporate Korea values from like the seventies and eighties, and so Katie would have to stay at work even at midnight until the team man manager comes back from drink from rounds of drinking right <laughs> yeah that's almost unheard that's like almost unthinkable right in this world culture but that's just how it was yeah <laughs> and then two days later i wrote this so sad. Ah, <laughs> oh, And then I go on to rant about this, this um, my team lead. Pogiman hedo kuyok tilanda. Right. So let's translate a little bit. Say it again in Korean, and I'll just rapidly. 어제는 참 오랜만에 회사에서 울었다. For the first time in a while, I'm crying at work. 근데 사람들 보는 데서 안 울었다. But I didn't cry in front of others. <laughs> With the bathroom door closed, I started to cry and make noises. Whimper. Yeah, and then I go on to like all this, like, I don't want to say it because it's just like so raw feelings about this person. Yeah, personal attacks against yeah. her manager. And I said, <laughs> If I just look at his face, I want to throw up. <laughs> Basically, I was holding it back very well, but it just all bursted out. Today, yeah. <laughs> It was really fun uh, reading my old diary. That, that's great, that diary, because you are able to see like how your mental state was in previous jobs that yeah that society deemed to be like such a great job. Yeah, I I but got so reminded because it's it's already been so many years. Yeah. The memory gets 
more and more faint. See, th- remember, remember, like a f- uh, a few months ago, you met a friend that was working at 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 here, and then they were like, "Yeah, I'm making X X amount of money." And you're like, oh, did I make a mistake? I could yeah, have been making this much. And I was like, Katie, don't you remember your emotional state so many times out of the week where you were feeling so depressed and down and crying? I was like, no amount of money is worth that. It's much better that you pivoted and in a better like state of mind and like enjoying life, right? Yeah. And you're like, no, but still, that's that's a lot of money that I, I forgot. <laughs> and now you read this. Is that worth it? <laughs> no, right? That's why I discovered this diary in a perfect time. <laughs> I know, I know. Hindsight <laughs> is twenty twenty. <laughs> oh, 끔찍해 정말. <laughs> I should have journaled too. You can still start. I I didn't journal consistently. This is like the last journal I have. It stopped in twenty fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. I think that was a really good podcast. It's pretty random, but um, we like randomness on this on this podcast. Yeah. Anything else from you, Katie? Uh, any last word? Oh, we need to practice some poses and uh, some like smiling faces oh. for our wedding shoot this weekend. Neighbors, we have our studio shoot. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Me too. They t- they were like, you better pack your own lunch because it's going to be like six hours of shooting. <laughs> oh my gosh. How awkward we will be. <laughs> we have like three or four different changes of clothes we need to bring. Well, we have to think about some different fun postures too. I know. And we have to like, <laughs> yeah, we have to practice our smile. That's what they said, right? <laughs> They said I can smile normally, but then I don't know how I feel in the after the four like after the fourth person. after the fourth hour of yeah. you think you'll still be smiling? I I don't know. I I can just imagine like the air there. It would just feel so. But you always laugh when I make ugly faces. So I'll give you ugly so you faces. You plan to me. do that? Yeah, just go like this. Oh, the the red face. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> See, it works. <laughs> No, but that's when I laugh in an ugly way. <laughs> it's not good. All right, we're going to have to do some practicing in front of the mirror. That's it for today, y'all. Thank you again for listening to the Future Neighbor podcast. Thank you. We're learning life as it goes and reflecting. And um, it's an interesting life. Adios. Adios.